Well then, gentlemen, should we not proceed? Blah, blah. Let us... I do not do that. Begin. <laughs> This week by Michael, the one through Ben, Wookie. He's back. Yeah. Uh, and first right. face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, our. I feel like I should come up with a different name for it for the theme month each time I, I reference it from now on. <laughs> um, <laughs> we better get cracking. Yeah, yeah. it's like more than halfway through now. Yeah, well, we're two thirds of the way through this, right? Uh, in any case. Um, for our Shocktober uh, uh, things and stuff. Uh, today we are going to be discussing the world of darkness um, because it's a it's a it's a tabletop uh, role-playing world uh, published by White Wolf Interactive and uh, Onyx Path Publishing, which are now two separate companies again for some reason. Yeah, it's confusing. It's very convoluted. Yes, but they still both publish, both all publish all the same shit. I don't know. In any case, uh, World of Darkness, um, because it's very thematic. But first, uh, we got This Week in Geek. Um, I think actually, no, we've got a real first this uh, first for, for the podcast. What is Wookiee drinking tonight? <laughs> what am I doing? Wookie brought a hip <laughs> flask with him. I didn't, I didn't. realize, I didn't realize that, you, that you hate me this much. <laughs> How does that mean I hate you? I'm driving you to drink. <laughs> no, I'm driving him to drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was right. Jim Beam Honey Whiskey. Fair enough. Just, you, you so rarely drink on this podcast. <laughs> Tonight I am drinking a cocktail for, uh, once again from our good friends at Secret of the Booze. Uh, this is Dracula's Blood, which is... Uh, Muddle three cherries, three to four uh, sweet cherries. Uh, add a, a quarter ounce of simple syrup, an ounce of bourbon, and an ounce and a half of Merlot. Shake until chilled and strain into ideally a wine glass, but I don't have any, so I'm drinking it out of a highball glass. It's quite nice. Or just find his tomb and drain it from him. <laughs> if you don't get it right the first time, just keep muddling through it. You'll get there. <laughs> also, careful if you have three glasses, you'll be completely bloodbound. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. But we'll you got to give three, three, three different Draculas, then you, then you can get past that. In any case, um, this week in Geek, we got anything interesting, fellas? Well, well, well he's been well, distracted by... Why don't, why don't you lead us? I've got several things. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been distracted by Shadow of War. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing the crap out of Shadow of War. Oh, my God. It's more like the podcast is distracting him from Shadow of War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, actually, didn't play at all today. Well, but you've been unlocked. Re- yeah, rewatching uh, Critical Role with Tiffany. Oh yeah, Shadow War is out. It's amazing. Um, also, a new trailer dropped for Black Panther, right? Which yep. is also amazing. I am so excited for that movie. Um, and something I completely forgot about until a friend texted me about it today. Um, Tonight on Twitch at 
seven Pacific, mm -hmm. uh, Japan and America are going head to head with the first oh, piloted yeah. robot fight. The big, the giant what? robot co yeah. competition. That's awesome. A year ago, uh, a, a team here made a piloted robot and challenged Japan, who had already made one, to an actual <clears throat> piloted robot fight right. using uh, paintballs. So it's like a sparring session of like. Uh, Pacific Rim or ro robo Robo Jocks or whatever. Or like, yeah, and it said uh, we challenge you to a fight. <laughs> a year from now, you pick the place, and they accept it. And tonight is the fight. That is awesome. And I'm so gonna forget to watch it. That is gonna be uh, streaming on Twitch tonight. Seven Pacific. That's nine tonight. We won't even be done recording the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to find it on the internet. So. Yeah, yes. yeah, it'll be on there. Not exactly like it's gonna be. Uh, Hard to find. It'll probably end up on YouTube. I'm sure there will be lots of it on Twitch. In any case, um, so yes, anything else? Uh, Star Wars Rebels came back this literally yesterday for its last season. And we are recording Saturdays. this, by the way, on a Tuesday. Yes. It doesn't go live until Saturday, so it won't be literally yesterday at the time for of broadcast. <laughs> so the magic of space time. Right. Yeah. Right, but it's its final season. Do you have anything you can announce, or are you still hush hush on some of the, on some of the stuff? Um. Well, that 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 news will. Um, I've got potential stuff that can that could be going on later on. Okay. That, so you you are you are going to announce that at some point in the future you may have an announcement. Gotcha. Yes. However, <laughs> um, new uh, the last trailer for Stranger Things t season two. Oh my god! Uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> is out. I haven't watched Stranger Things season one yet. It's gonna be coming out like even unclean. Released in like ten days. I also had never seen Stranger Things. Like is like a modern day game of Cthulhu. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, I also, I'm, I'm very much, I probably need to turn in my geek card. I only just finally saw the original Blade Runner on Saturday. Right? Um, on Sunday, sorry. Uh, no, no, that's... I think the creature that's supposed to be in Season 2 is actually inspired by Lovecraft. Yeah. Well, the first one was, too, it was Demogorgon. Well, they called it Demogorgon mm -hmm. because they were playing D&D &D in the first game, but it had nothing to do with the actual Demogorgon. But... Um... Let's see. What else do do we know about that's that's going on? Um, there was a new one for for Black Panther. Yeah, which I agree looks spec freaking tacular. And, uh, last week, Thor Ragnarok had a new uh, had a new one drop. A I new think. trailer. Uh, last week for this week in geek, did anyone mention the new Star Wars trailer? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We are not heathens. <laughs> not of the highest order. At least. I gotta make sure my stuff is represented. You know, actually, no, it hadn't hit uh, by then yet. Yes, it had. We hadn't seen it. <laughs> oh, uh, very another very recent Star Wars uh, update. <clears throat> the Han Solo spinoff movie has an official title now. It's yeah. Solo, a Star Wars story. I so, knew it was going to be that for a long they, time. They're keeping it very simple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, the marketing with that works, you know. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Solo, a Star Wars... Yeah, it works for me. And then it, well, we, are, we always kind of knew a Star Wars That was going to be the subtitle. It was just a question of what the main part of it would be. Yeah, Solo. <laughs> but Ron <laughs> Howard <laughs> announced it, what, earlier today? I think I believe so. so. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think James Leahy died? Yeah. I don't, uh, know, who I don't know who that is either. Sci-fi author. Okay. Uh, shame on all of you. <laughs> and then, uh, um, 
Timothy Zahn is going to be writing a sequel to his Thrawn book. Nice. Oh. Okay. I love that book. Now, this is one that I, I, I don't like mentioning, but I feel like I have to. Uh-oh. Um, Theodore Beale, who gives himself the self-appointed mon- moniker Vox Day, um, is behind a new comic uh, company that is called Alt Hero Comics for the Alt Right. Oh, basically, oh, good gracious! Anti SJW comics. I'm looking to, and now they've raised a lot of money. Of course, I'm, they looking, have. I'm looking forward to watching it get. You know, just you know what comes out in to to to, uh, to counterpoint that particular uh, announcement. You know what comes out in two weeks? Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Wolfenstein Two, wherein you play as as uh, as World War Two veteran B.J. Blazkowicz in an alternate history and are actively trying to kill all the Nazis in America because they kind of won the war, and oh, so yeah. you're and. Uh, Props to Bethesda slash id. Um, they they ran a slogan of make America Nazi free again. And alt-right got in a very large tizzy. You're being mean to Nazis. Yes, yeah. because they are literal Nazis. Because <laughs> yeah. they're evil motherfuckers. These are literally, and, and, and like not even like, Neo-Nazis who, you know, who, who will argue that, oh, no, it's not about hate. These are literal Nazis in the style of, like, still, uh, of, like... Hitler's Nazis. Yeah. Like, they won World War Two and killed all the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> killed or imprisoned everyone who wasn't white, essentially. That would be an interesting insane rabbit hole to have a neo-Nazi explain how it's not about hate, but okay. Uh, they try. But, um, <laughs> I'm sorry that I, I try to keep this podcast from getting political, but fuck Nazis. Yeah. Oh, gun out of a limb here. Or rather, don't. We don't need more of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, our PSA, don't fuck a Nazi. <laughs> I, I, am, I am super hyped for Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. I really loved uh, Wolfenstein The New Order. I did too. It was such a good game. It's like Bethesda slash id, they realized that, um, that, that old school, uh, run and gun shooters, um, you know, like Wolfenstein and Doom, were good. And then they made, they proceeded to make new ones that were really good. Doom was, was excellent. I still haven't got to play Doom. I need to. I very highly recommend picking it up. It is, it is visceral and fun because what you what you learn very quickly in that game is if you hold still, you die. die. <laughs> <laughs> you are always moving. You are always shooting. Fuck reload. You don't have to reload your gun. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the shoot, the super shotgun has a small reload animation while you put two new shells in it, because it's a side by side. Everything else, you have as many bullets as you have. 
Right. It sounds a lot like <coughs> Serious Sam, which was an homage to those old school yeah. run and gun games, which was an amazing series, yeah. by the way. If anyone hasn't played it, it's definitely worth checking mm-hmm. out. So, which brings us to... Do, do we have any other news, geek news? Uh, not that I can really think of. thought I had something else, but I can't remember. Well, brings us to the burning question. What is the spoiler of the week? Spoiler of the week? Um... I think uh, I think to stay on to stay on theme, the spoiler of the week. Alucard, it's actually Dracula, spelled backwards. No. <laughs> oh shit. <sighs> Worst disguise ever. Yeah. <laughs> so um, also uh, to segue nicely into um, into um, oh. World of Darkness a little bit. There's a fun uh, description I've heard of uh, of the Dracula novels, which is it's all about this Malkavian uh, vampire uh, named uh, named um, shit I can't think of his name suddenly uh, named Renfield and his ghoul Vlad Tepish Dracula. <laughs> 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 This ghoul caretaker. Yeah, the, the the if if you if you think about it, if you if you uh, apply that perception to it, it actually works very well. Renfield's actually a vampire, and Dracula is just a ghoul. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, World of Darkness. Um, what's a good way to start on World of Darkness? I think a good way to start is how do we all get started in it? Yeah, I was going to say just our first experience exposure with uh, mm-hmm. with the world. Well, I feel like there should be a little, at least at least a little bit of uh, introduction to the world itself first before we give what our introduction to the world Fair is. Enough. Um, just where to start? Uh, world of Darkness. Okay. Um, here's a way to get you in almost the right mindset for World of Darkness. <laughs> Sam and Dean Winchester live in the world of darkness. Kind of. Except it's too happy. <laughs> Sam and Dean Winchester live in a, in a sunny version of the world of darkness because wow. the sun is out way too fucking often <laughs> in their world. And it's happy. I, well, then they come back to life to me. Yeah, d- d- yeah. But don't you feel that's a pretty apt description? All of, yeah. all, all of the evils of the world truly exist. Yeah, that's the. Not only that, they're running this shit. <clears throat> that's the Ooh. basic version: is that every every supernatural monster, fairy tale, urban legend, conspiracy, etc., is a real thing that actually exists. And most often, in its most dark, evil, terrifying, form. Evil, like form. like fairies exist, but they're the old school European <coughs> fairies that steal children and um, eat them. And yeah. <laughs> Just just pick a random grim fairy tale, the original one, and just yes. read it. Like yeah. there you go. Yeah, because grim fairy tales were not things you want to read to your children. Yeah. Well, actually, the idea is kind of that you just, do in a way yeah. because you scare the shit out of them. You try yeah. to scare them straight. Yeah, try to scare them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, now, also bear in mind, um, a lot of people who were alive during the eighties. Um, I was alive have, during the eighties. Have had exp- have had exposure <laughs> to the world of darkness, whether they played the game or not. Mm-hmm. Because of a TV series called oh, the Kindred, Kindred the Embrace, Kindred the Embrace, which was based very heavily in World of Darkness. In fact, it was World yeah. of Darkness. 
I mean, it was all, I mean, the clan names, everything. It was yep. just, it was basically White Wolf <laughs> sold the license to, you know, to one of the networks, mm-hmm. you know. And the only reason it stopped is because its lead died. Um, that's not entirely true. The biggest reason. Yes, there were many reasons why it, why it stopped. One of them was that the person playing the prince died. Another reason was it had very poor ratings and was running out of money. Um, but that, is, that is ironically a classic trope of a story hook or premise of the prince has fallen and chaos ensues. See what happens. Right. That's a very that's a very good um, that's a very good way to start a game of uh, of vampire the masquerade, um, which is easily the best known um, game system in World of Darkness as the flagship title. Yes. Yep. Um, the other uh, flagships. Okay, uh, we're gonna have to throw around a couple terms. There were there are two different versions of the World of Darkness, and I can, I always get it backwards. Is Chronicles of Darkness now Old World of Darkness? Well, I've got uh, I've got handy. You've got notes material here. Yes. Yeah. yeah the um, <clears throat> so there have been two different versions of the World of Darkness. Right. Yeah. The original World of Darkness, just World of Darkness at the time. Um, that was around 1990 when the first, uh, the very first Vampire Masquerade book was published and all that um, mm-hmm. got started. And um, it, it expanded from there after Vampire. There's uh, what became the uh, unholy trinity, if you will, was Vampire, Werewolf, and Mage. And Mage, yeah. And then they continued to expand and have different supernatural entities, which, by the way, they're all self contained games. Uh, similar to uh, books, similar to Pathfinder, where you can just, hey, here's a big old book and it has everything you need, just start playing. Mm-hmm. And um, In fact, you don't. if you wanted to play a game of mage, you could play a game where just mages exist, and right. there were no ver- vampires or werewolves. Yeah, right? you can cross-pollinate or not to your heart's content. Um, so you could have you know, a vampire chronicle and not have anything else, or you could have vampires and werewolves, you could have all the above, etc., mm-hmm. etc. You can kind of, uh, it's like ingredients, it's like a salad bar or something, it's like take what you want and mm-hmm. mix it together however you want. Disassemble, um, yeah. reassemble. But that's another thing that's, uh, that was unique about the game, uh, and still is, is, um, well, sometimes it can seem like it's just... Uh, kind of superficial things like oh you know in world of darkness we call this this instead like instead of a game master gm it's a storyteller st but when you really get into the system and you read it and you learn it and hopefully play it or run it um you understand the significance of why they do the different terms and putting the emphasis on certain things so you know storyteller for um, example you know it's a lot mm-hmm. more role play intensive than like a typical D and D game that can be more dungeon crawling. I'm sorry, there was one other piece of um, geek news that I uh, forgot about that we need to get back to real quick. What was that? Facebook reminded me. Um, a an author who I don't know if any of us have heard of died. Uh, his name is Keith Thomas. Um, Keith was a guy who randomly friended me on Facebook. Hmm. I think probably because of this podcast. I never met him in person. Mm-hmm. I've never, in fact, in, I never, in fact, interacted with him in any way. He was a uh, he. Uh, he was an author. Uh, did some comic books, uh, some writing for comic books as well. Uh, he passed away due to colon cancer uh, this last week. Hmm. I think it was colon cancer. No, no, no. It was. Uh, prostate cancer. Sorry, it was cancer. I can't remember exactly which cancer. I'm pretty sure it was. It was one of those two. Um, it's a shame that our news seems to always be highlighted with people dying. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that you died, person that I never met, but you were... I, I was pretty sure that you that I, you found me because of this podcast. Um, thank you for that. And we wish your family well. Another thing comes to mind, too. Um, Sorry. Uh, really morose. I, but... IGN bought Humble Bundle, so that's a thing. Oh, yeah. I was Do with that what you may. You know. uh, there's probably going to be some... I expect that uh, that there may actually be some legislation on that because Humble also publishes games. Yeah, it's and, like the ultimate conflict of interest. Yeah, right. yeah. And yeah, you know, that's like, gonna be weird. There may be some like governmental um, involvement in that. So corruption and plots and stuff. Perfect hmm. segue back to vampires. Yeah, back right. to back to <laughs> well. Uh, the, the thing I was I was trying to ask earlier. We'll yeah. get back into what you were into the notes you're going on. Is Old World of Darkness yeah, Chronicles, or is it, or is New World of Darkness Chronicles these New, quote-unquote, New World of Darkness is Chronicles of Darkness. Okay, so... Old World of Darkness is what they used to call it. Old World is now Classic World of Darkness. Okay, so that so now the explanation. Uh, there's going to be a bit of term terminology thrown around. Right. Um, yes, we should lead with that so there's not confusion. Yes. World of Darkness, or WAD, or sometimes Old WAD... Right, which is um, now classic WAD. Which is now classic WAD. Um, there have been two different versions of the World of Darkness. There was the World of Darkness, and then that got retired, and then there was the New World of Darkness, which was called New WAD for a while. And put it in perspective, this New World of Darkness started it's, in 2004. Yeah, so it's, it's, 14, it's 13 years old. <laughs> so it makes um, sense that there's a new name yeah. terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, new World of Darkness is now referred to as Chronicles of Darkness, um, because... We got to make things nice and complicated. And Chronicles sounds better. Yeah, and Old World of Darkness right. is now officially World of Darkness again. Yeah, classic World of Darkness. Yeah, classic. So you know, classic equals world. Yeah. Old. But yeah, we had. Um, so you had vampire. Right. So you have a vampire, and we'll we'll get into more detail. But just to give a quick overview here, since we are doing the broad picture right yeah. now, uh, you had in classic World of Darkness, you had Vampire Masquerade, and then Werewolf the Apocalypse. Uh, Mage the Ascension. Mm-hmm. Um, One of my favorites. Yeah, Changeling basically the Dreaming. Uh, Changeling, yeah, that's right. Changeling the Dreaming, Wraith <laughs> the Oblivion. Yep. And you're seeing a pattern here. There's always the on the subtitle. Yes, there is something <laughs> the something else. Something the something is the formula. Yep. We have Hunter the Reckoning mm-hmm. and Demon the Fallen, and then there were some smaller kind of offshoots. There's Orpheus, which is similar to Wraith, only you're actually in the regular world. You're not in the spirit world or whatever. Uh, and then there's Kindred of the East, which is just what it sounds like. Kindred is the, uh, that's the name that vampires give themselves within mm-hmm. the World of Darkness, where it's the, uh, the Eastern Continent. Um, vampires vin- are derogative. Vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, although for, it's similar... For, for Jim Butcher fans, the Jade Court. Um, there's a lot of differences there, and it's interesting. Like, for example, instead of feeding off blood, they feed off chi, they feed mm-hmm. off life energy, so it's more of a spiritual vampire. Like I said, the Jade Court. Um... And yeah, some people have read the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Mummy: The Resurrection, which no one very much played because the thing about mummies was they couldn't really leave their tombs. <laughs> yeah, seems a little problematic the <laughs> premise, but okay. Right, it's kind of like you know, kind of like a Babylon Five premise. You have to kind of build together. Everything comes through my tomb. Yeah, <laughs> I was buried in Central, you know, in Times Central. Yeah, or, or, in yeah. Times Square. Times Square. Yeah, yeah or thousands of years ago. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's those are the game lines of uh, classic mm-hmm. World of Darkness. Then you have Chronicles of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of overlap, but there are some that are um, some new stuff there. You you have the big three, of course. Which subtitles on them are Vampire the Requiem, mm-hmm. Werewolf the Forsaken, and Mage the Awakening. And yes, the the formula continues yep. at pace. Uh, then you have Promethean the Created, which again is just what it sounds like. You have like Frankenstein-esque, uh, you know, Pinocchio-esque, like artificial life being mm-hmm. created. And your goal is to become a real boy. Yeah, you just have to screw over everyone else, which is yeah. very World of Darkness, you know. No, yeah, <laughs> nothing. nothing one, one very common theme in the World of Darkness is nothing goes right. Everything goes bad. Right? Everything, yeah. Unintended consequences. Power has a price. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What is the measure of a true human? Or a true monster? monster I right? am. What's the monster I become? Right. Mm-hmm. What separates humans and monsters? He who hunts monsters best take care lest he become one. Right. Don't gaze into the abyss, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Or take care when gazing into the abyss, I guess, which is fitting since that's what you're doing the entire time. Yeah. So then we have uh, Changeling the Lost and uh, Hunter the Vigil, which, which is the game that we're playing. That yeah. Uh, so, um, plug alert. Um, we have been playing a fair bit of uh, Hunter the Vigil um, we've, for a while now. Um, and we've been recording it. Um actual play podcast uh, episodes will resume if we ever hit $20 a month on Patreon. So if you like hearing us play, if so, if, if this world of darkness sounds really interesting to you, help us get to that, uh, to that $20 a month mark and we will start. I've got like, I want to say at this point, almost 50 hours of gameplay um, that we, that, that could, that could be published if people would, you know, give me give, money. Give some money. <laughs> Help money. me pay my bills. <laughs> Plug over. Um. <laughs> now, see, in, in that one, the whole thing about the World of Darkness seems to be that never-ending despair. Yep. It is like Blade Runner in that mm-hmm. it is always dark. It is always either misting or raining or misty. Yep. And it is always a depressing sign. Yep. If you... Uh, if you're really into emo music, you will like World of Darkness. <laughs> and there's a couple others here in uh, Chronicles of Darkness. There's mm-hmm. Geist the Sin Eaters, uh, and that's essentially um, Neil. I don't know. You just you described it better. Yep. So Geist the Sin Eaters uh, starts with you dying, and then um, a creature from the spirit world pres- um, possessing your body and bringing it back to life. So you're kind of the co-pilot, and the sit the and and the creature from the from the from the from the world of darkness is a sin eater, um, and they are drawn to whatever they may happen to be drawn to, typically de- based off the seven deadly sins, um, as a and and they typically are actually wrathful agents, um, right. but you are kind of dragged along, so you have to deal with the fact that you are no longer actually in control of your life, uh, especially since you kind of died already once. And that's uh, that shares a lot of themes with some of the other lines, like Vampire and Werewolf, where it's all about balancing like your mm-hmm. primal urges or hungers or whatever, and still managing yep. to survive and exist, and right. even potentially have a purpose in your life or unlife. 
And then we have Mummy the Curse, which hopefully doesn't confine you to a tomb this time. Do you nope, know? totally does. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going on record and saying, fuck Mummy, because what's the point? <laughs> See, and by the way, I, I can't help but segue this into um, one of my opinions on classic world darkness, um, vampire specifically. Um, there's this big... And this is one of the big differences between classic World of Darkness and uh, Chronicles of Darkness is in classic WAD, um, there's this big overarching meta plot with um, Gehenna, which is the term for the mm-hmm. end of the world, the apocalypse. Um, and it seemed kind of silly to me where you're looking, you're going through Vampire and it's like, hey, look, eternal life and all this big... Oh, but the, the world's going to end in like three years anyway, so whatever, GG, well, guys. it's not necessarily three years. But it's always imminent. Yeah. And, well, and and werewolf in in World of Darkness had the same thing. It had the apocalypse. Well, that's right there in the subtitle. Yeah, which was literally the. Um, <laughs> and that was actually something that I really liked about World of Darkness. Everything was building up to something. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked sort of the minor thrill of anticipation of, you know, what happens after the apocalypse or after Gehenna. Or after whatever the big bad thing was, that <clears> was gonna, that, yeah, those yeah. that was supposed to happen in Mage. Um, yeah. The other thing I liked because it was a very humorous running joke was Rasputin was somehow uh, tied up in all of the conspiracies at once. Because Rasputin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm um, Rasputin. I'm I very, think there's very, a lot of good material yeah. there, and there's a lot of cool lore and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like I have a love hate relationship with that, where it's like. It's it's interesting in its own mm-hmm. right, but I feel like yeah. when there's so much spelled out and like yeah. plotted out and all these supplements, mm-hmm. slap books, etc., then it feels kind of stifling from a storyteller perspective. Well, you don't you, but you are not un, are under no obligation to use any of it. Um, yeah, but it's still you know um, easier said than done. <laughs> it was um, yeah, and uh, but I, I was serious. Like Rasputin is always given as a. As, as a option for a potential antagonist in yeah. every kind in, in every freaking book um, the prevailing theory in a lot of uh, for a lot of people who theorize about these things is that Rasputin was entirely 100% human and just had a good publicist <laughs> uh, well, there's certainly that aspect too when it comes to the game yeah. the truth versus legend and myth mm-hmm. and all that oh before we get too into all this nitty gritty stuff mm-hmm. now that we've established the boundaries and the terminology let's, yeah. let's do the first experience thing yes um, so my first actual experience playing World of Darkness was, is actually our hunter game um, I did all the prep work to play in a Vampire the Masquerade 25th Anniversary Edition game that fell through... The 20th, right? No, it was the 25th. Oh, 25th? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it came out in, in 15. Um, oh, okay. But... Um, I... Uh, the... It, there, all of the groundwork had been laid, but then there was a problem with scheduling. Our storyteller had uh, eyes bigger than his stomach. Um... <laughs> Bit off more than well, the thing was, he was going to be running like five simultaneous games, sort of. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. Over like, but only playing each like once a month, and the idea was that each of us were a larger cog in a persistent world. That's very ambitious. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was going to be a lot of fun too, but it ended up falling through. Yeah. Um, and then like once every like two three months. 
you could potentially get more than one group in on a single session because you ran into each other. <sighs> yeah, that's... It sound, does, it's great does that in, not it's, sound it's, like fun? It's great in theory. Yeah. Other yeah. than the once a month thing. Yeah, I yeah. hate games that are not weak. It was gonna be it was gonna be playing very heavily once a month though, like a like one full day. That's that still a long time yeah. to go though. Yeah. Still, okay. yeah. um, I was looking forward to playing that one. Um, it was gonna be set in Victorian era, oh. um, Victorian London specifically. Let's see, I could I think I could get behind a vampire game set in a Victorian London era. And um, I was playing. A vampire who had died like 120 years ago and just really wanted to be left alone by fucking everyone. <laughs> just leave me to my undeath. I was a jaded, angry old man, an old soldier, um, who had... I, I, done a, I had done a shit ton of, re of research for this. Was he embraced in old age? No, he, okay. was, he was embraced. So he was just old in numbers. Not in well, age. he was an old soul. Okay. Yeah. Um, World weary. He was. He was. He was. He was an old cavalryman, a member of the king's first hussars, um, who <laughs> fought at the battle of Ferozepur, um, and also survived the long retreat to Kabul. Um, he, which uh, historically only one person officially survived. He claimed that that was uh, that that was because the person who did survive had a major general. Yes, yes, a major general uh, as a uncle. Um, I feel a song coming on. Well, that that, that I, that, I that was what I referenced. I it was sudden. You missed it. Yes, yes, a major general. Um, <coughs> in any case, um, so that was your first. Uh, experience that was my my first experience with World of Darkness was getting ready to play a game that never happened. That uh, that's sadly often too accurate. But <laughs> <laughs> that was like my Shadowrun experience. I made a character and didn't play him. So my first experience with uh, World of Darkness, um, technically classic World of Darkness, to use the proper terminology here. Um, I guess technically it was um, it was the video game Vampire the Masquerade Redemption, which was a PC game. Not Bloodlines. No, not Bloodlines. This is way. This is before Bloodlines. This oh. is two thousand, um, and um, that was uh, as a PC only game. It was uh, the right. gameplay and style. It was reminiscent to Diablo. Okay. Um, it was an isometric. Although it was three D, but it was like an isometric perspective type sure. thing. Um, and that that game was really interesting, and it was it's a good uh, although now it's you know dated and of course and everything, but it was a very good primer for people who didn't know anything about the world, uh, because the 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 premise of the game is you start in the Crusades in the Middle Ages and Dark Ages, Oof. and you you have <laughs> it's a fun time to be a, a vampire. Well, you're not though initially. Ah. You're a human. Uh, granted, you become a vampire very quickly, but. Initially, mm -hmm. you're, you're a human, you're actually a crusader, and your name mm -hmm. is Christoph Romuald, I think. And uh, you're, you know, typical true believer and everything. And uh, things happen, you get invaced, you get uh, invaced, bleh. <laughs> Embraced. Embraced. Which is converted into Which a is very invasive. For those of you who don't know the terminology, embraced. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's literal and figurative. Mm -hmm. um, by this 
ancient female Bruja vampire. Bruja. Bruja, yeah. 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 The J is pronounced like in Halloween. Oh, it's like Django. Well, that's no, no. the opposite. No, it's like jalapeno. It's pronounced like jalapeno. Jalapeno, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm using the wrong pronunciation. Yep. The, the D is silent in Django. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah. I was thinking of some of the voice work in Vampire uh, Masquerade Bloodlines, and it's always pronounced Bruja, so yep. there you go. Bruja, Bruja blood in the tutorial. Smiling Jack, you gotta love him. Anyway, so uh, Vampire Masquerade Redemption... Um, it gives you kind of the full overview because you see it in the Dark Ages, which there is a setting, there's a book for Dark Ages within the overall Masquerade Bloodline, uh, or I'm not Bloodline, <laughs> Masquerade um, product line. Um, anyway, you, you about half the game, roughly half the game is Dark Ages stuff, and you learn about the different clans, and you see different vampire powers, which are called disciplines, which are essentially like vampire D&D spells, more or less. Um, uh, well, I guess if you want to get to it, Tremere are really the vampire D&D spells, but we'll yeah. get there. <laughs> and then the other half of the game is the Masquerade setting, where it's modern day, and it takes place in London and You're New York. You're going to digress so fast in most of this. Well, that's why I'm, you know, yeah. keeping it on a short leash here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that was an interesting game, and it had really cool story and ideas and stuff. And it mm-hmm. made me... And, and by the way, this is... You can tell it's old school because it had a big-ass instruction manual that oh. actually had lore and information in it. And it was in the big, the big box games, you know, like the big old yeah. PC boxes. Remember those? Man, I missed yeah. those. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was my first exposure to it. And then I loved the setting. The game was really interesting. And so I looked into Vampire the Masquerade, and I went to uh, what at the time was uh, Caveman, like the old school location of Caveman Comics here in Springfield. Wow. Um, I picked up a used Vampire Masquerade Second Edition book. Nice. And I re- must have read that thing like a million times, more or less, and I loved it. And I had been craving actually playing the the tabletop game for the longest time. Didn't really get the opportunity much. Kind of dabbled a little here and there, but never really got a uh, chronicle, which is what they call campaigns mm-hmm. in World of Darkness Land, uh, off the ground. But that really stuck with me, and I, it gave me an appreciation for um, a lot of like vampire lore and stuff because I thought that their take on it was really interesting and cool. And uh, it was kind of like, it had some of the Anne Rice, like, you know, navel-gazing stuff without being wussy about it. Like, they were still monsters, you know? And it was still, like, you know, traditional vampires in some ways. But it had some of the more, like, modern sensibilities on, you know, uh, some of the ideas and themes that it explored. So Vampire has always been my main line, has always been my favorite and the one I've had the most experience with. Although I've grown to love Hunter as I've... um, played that and I, I fell in love with uh, the Chronicles of Darkness Hunter the Vigil the new version I don't really know that much about the original Hunter um, it, was, but anyway. it was very different than Vigil I hear that yeah so that was my first experience was basically you know the game which then segued into the uh, I guess technically is revised is what they called it the revised um, edition of uh, Vampire the Masquerade that was my mm-hmm. first exposure Ben so my first um exposure to Vampire or to the World of Darkness was when Vampire the Masquerade first came out. Um, Back when it came in an orange box and Elf Elf was a class. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the 90s um, when it was one of the revolutionary uh, games because it didn't focus so much on combat. Uh, and it was a proto-LARP. Yeah. 
Um, well, it got very. It turned very quickly into it with official LARP, LARP rules. The Camarilla is still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Camarilla is one of the largest organized LARP groups ever. And it was, but it was designed to be, you know, live action played, um, you know, or at least close to it. Yeah, uh, mind's eye. But I never really got was able to get into a long term campaign. Uh, or into a, into an actual chronicle because it would start and then everybody would would try to and here here's the problem that I ran into with it early on the players that attracted were the ones who basically wanted to were so nihilistic that they wanted to do everything they could to destroy the campaign um, you know as soon as they could you know it's like well I'm going to kill everybody. And so have, I, I, have, you, have I shown you the story of uh, of Spoonie's uh, vampire winning a game of vampire? A giant Lightning? bomb. A giant bomb. I'll I'll to sh- yeah. share yeah. The, share the link at some point. It's pretty great. I know I've told so, Mike the story. Um, so yeah, we you know kind of it, it kind of got into everybody trying to kill each other off as opposed to playing you know. Oh, that's and that's poor because Vampire the Masquerade is best as a game of intrigue. Mm-hmm. And, and see, I would play it with intrigue. Uh, game of Thrones works very well as a yes. vampire game. Yeah, so the, in that game, everybody thought they were George R. R. Martin, uh, and were trying to <laughs> rack up the highest body count. Yeah. Um, so you know, I ended up. Uh, my first character was actually uh, clanless. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the of what that was. You uh, can't technically be clanless. You're in the original system. Well, you could yes be, and no because yeah. everyone comes from some clan. This called yeah. a caitiff. I think it's caitiff or caitiff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I basically was caitiff. He was an old. He was a mm-hmm. uh, someone who thought he was going to be a vampire hunter and got turned. Yeah. Um, Think of it as, as like punished. a bastard. Yes, everyone yeah. has a father, but if you don't know who he is, you might as well be yeah. a bastard. So there you go. Technically speaking, you had a you had a clan though. You have right. to. No. My, I was abandoned. Well, didn't even what he means is that you... You just mean someone yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, didn't Bloodline-wise, you came yeah, from a clan. You came from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Every, every vampire belongs not. to one of, the, one of the clan bloodlines. Right. But I did not fit with any, within any of the clan uh, abilities. Playing caitiff, you can mix and match... Your disciplines, your disciplines, sure. without having to fit within disciplines or vampire superpowers. By the way, yeah, we can. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I, you know, I, I played with a strange mix of abilities of disciplines that didn't fit any one house. Um, I love tenebration. It's the best discipline. <laughs> That's playing with shadows. That's yeah. controlling yeah. darkness. Yeah. So then, then, but my net, you know, by uh, then, you know, then I did a uh, then I did a tremere. Uh, which is the one I played the longest. Oh, I, I have a quick aside for this because I can't resist. Um, and if you look at the Vampire Masquerade core rulebook, the one that I've mentioned I've read a million times, uh, there's a great section on all of the clans and the factions, mm-hmm. and there's a blurb of what that clan or faction thinks it's of the other of clan Every other clan or faction, yeah. And I'm not sure if it was the Bruja, it was someone similar, and uh, they said of the Tremere, it's like... So it's like they embraced a bunch of D and D nerds and convinced them their spells were real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, and, and uh, I also remember, you know, at the time, you know, I was in college, and when you get a bunch of college kids playing a bunch of the uh, was uh, the beauty ones. 
Toreador? Toreador. Playing a bunch of Toreador. Those are your pretty boy, pretty girl, and rice mm-hmm. types. You must be oh so beautiful. Uh, that's the, actually where the I, artiste. The artiste, yes. Mm-hmm. You are not beautiful enough to be turned by me. Originally, in my in my uh, Victorian game, before we abandoned the theory, uh, my my first character concept was a uh, was a Toreador who was a patron of Gilbert and Sullivan. Because the time period was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pinafore had literally just come out the year before our chronicle was set to begin. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that, you know, and then my next my next, ex, uh, my next exposure to something like that ended up being a game called Dark Conspiracy. And that's where Guy Midnight was born. Ah, uh, Guy Midnight. <laughs> so, Wookie, what about you? What was your first exposure? So I can't remember if I actually played first or if I watched Kindred first. I know I had heard of World of Darkness um, and then had seen... I mean, Kindred the Embrace was only uh, eight episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it, as short as it was. And I recognized a couple of the actors who were in it from a couple of other things. Uh, but then, like, I played one session... Um, as a Bruja and then LARPed like four sessions as another Bruja and then that was it for a long time until I started playing Hunter with you guys had virtually no other experience with it mm-hmm. it's interesting almost all of us started sort of with, with Old World of Darkness yeah, yeah and then moved on to New World of Darkness a couple things that are worth pointing out because they are universally approved uh, of by like everyone. Uh, a couple fan settings, uh, fan fan works for uh, New World for Chronicles of Darkness, um, that are worth mentioning because if people are looking to get into this sort of thing, uh, these books are available for free because they're fan works. Okay. Uh, one of them you probably uh, not so much, but still worth mentioning. One of them is Genius, the Transgression, where you play mad scientists. Okay, that is amazing. I like that. I'm so on board with that premise. <laughs> we, we need to get that one. We need that one for Allison. That would be a fun one-shot. We should get... You're right. We should really look into maybe converting uh, Allison into a genius. That is a great idea. I will get... I will, I will <laughs> locate books. Yeah, I'm definitely going to follow up on that. And that's the other one, which is really just more funny, but is also apparently very universally uh, agreed to be very balanced and very fun is Princess the Hopeful, where you are playing a sailor scout. Oh, my God. In oh. the world of darkness. I, wow. Oh, <laughs> okay, That's, man, someone crossed wow. the street. That's like Archie meets the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is you know, you know they made that, right? <laughs> no, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, Princess the Hopeful, um, you are playing, you are trying to bring light to the world of darkness. Oh, dear um, God. It doesn't ever go well. Yeah, I can imagine. It's almost like like a, it's like a guy trying to play uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, no, apparently, like, uh, most, um, every, every, every thread I've read on the internets about them has said that it's a really fun uh, game system to play in. Um, because it's so... Because, because if, you've got a, if you've got a good storyteller... Mm-hmm. Who's really good at making it uber dark? Having to play this person who's trying so hard and failing so hard to make the world a better place. 
<laughs> it's uh that sucks that really really sucks i know what that's like yeah our marvel game sounds like but 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 my direction when he you know it's like i'm but, not running this one but it makes but it makes for fun gameplay doesn't it yes yeah, yeah it does sorry it was just a couple things that are worth mentioning genius the transgression and uh, princess the lost because yeah the genius um uh, yeah sorry the hopeful yeah, Princess the Lost, yeah. Um, that's Changeling the Lost, actually, for Chronicles of Darkness. Um, geniuses are slightly like my character in that one-off uh, Marvel game you played. They're, they're, <laughs> their super science works because they made it. Right. Um, because they've discovered ways to break reality <laughs> based off of their catalyst. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth looking at. I, I'm sorry I haven't brought it up before. I keep forgetting to. Um, but yeah, um, genius. So yeah, um, okay, so that was a thing. That was a, dis- a digression, but worth mentioning. So we're all playing in a Chronicles of Darkness game. Um, can we pause here for a minute? Yes, we can pause here for a moment. Okay. We're pausing now so that Ben can use the bathroom. Yeah. And that's full of shit. That's full of it. And the air conditioning is turned on because I am hot. Sorry about the audio quality. I'm just so hot. Oh my, oh my god. You are. I don't think they want me to get too sexy for my shirt, so I thought I'd turn on the air conditioner. Because then there's uh, a whole long list of things you get too sexy for. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get in your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you walk on the catwalk. Yes. So, um, world of darkness. <laughs> uh, I thought we were gonna. Yeah, um, I'm gonna try and and. Um, so, world of darkness. Uh, so this, I remember where I was trying. What I was trying to segue into. Yes. World of darkness did have very much an overarching plot. Right. The world was going to hell. Um, 
It was quite very... Possibly literally. Yeah, it was very <laughs> much getting worse all the time. Kane was going to come back and Gehenna was going to happen. The worm was going to take over and the apocalypse was going to happen. The bad thing that mages were trying to prevent was going to happen. I can't even remember what the bad thing was for mages. Paradox. Well, uh, no, it was the uh, it was the closure of the of the of the uh, bonds between this world and the higher world. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that allows them to do their magic. Or, or or one or one side taking over. Yeah. And re, re- There was going to be a, a a convergence. I think that I think they were calling it the convergence. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, Chronicle of Darkness, the New World of Darkness, doesn't have any of that shit. Nope. Uh, it's very much open ended. Things can get better. Things can get worse depending on how you want to run things. You don't have the fear of Cain and the Antediluvians coming back and ripping the planet a new asshole. Unless you want to. Yeah, unless you, you can want totally to. just throw all that stuff in there. Or likewise, if you're doing a chronicle or sorry, a classic wad game, you can just ignore all that meta yep. and just play your game however you want mm-hmm. to. Um, so there's, I don't really feel that there's a right approach or philosophy. Yeah, it's just, the beauty of tabletop. They're both great. Yeah, they're really, want. And especially the, the beauty of a storytelling games. Right. You just tell the story that you want to tell. Right. Um, oh, I'm sorry. There, there is something that I that that always makes me kind of chuckle. Um, so in World of Darkness. Uh, point uh, your ability in something is referred to as having dots in that, right? Because your character sheet literally has a row of five, or if you're a very old, powerful, ancient being, ten right. dots of like brawl or drive or computers. Um, and World of Darkness, Vampire the Masquerade had. Uh, rules for up to ten dots in things because old vampires could potentially have ten dots in things. Right. Um, but you never got up to ten dots because pretty much you had to be the oldest of the old. You had to be one of the antediluvians, the ones before the before uh, the biblical flood, um, because the original vampire was Cain. Yep, the first murderer. Mm-hmm. The original wraith, by the way, was Abel. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. The first murder victim. The more you It's know. weird that I knew that just because of people I knew who played all the time. That makes perfect sense, though. I like the symmetry there. But, yeah. Um, but, so, uh, in some of the books, they actually statted out the tenth dot in various, in the vampire disciplines. The disciplines yeah. are, their, are the vampire superpowers, like domination or you know or you know celerity or celerity I move right. very fast or I can see everything or tenebration I, I can, can change it yeah. to a wolf or a bat yeah. classic dragon of tenebration I can control darkness and shadow right um, the tenth dot always had two enumerated powers the first enumerated power was something basic the ten, the second enumerated power was plot device <laughs> yeah because theoretically, no one got the ten- because no player character ever got the tenth dot, or if they did, the storyteller would be like, "Okay, well, what do you want to do with your ten dots in aspects?" Right. Uh, do you want to see the future? <laughs> right. You could probably do that. <laughs> it's kind of like a D and D equivalent of like, "Oh, so I'm a demigod now," or. I, yeah. I, I cast a wish spell and I phrased it really poorly. <laughs> yeah. Terrible things are going to happen. Uh, they never fully, they never officially statted Cain because you don't stat 
because you don't stat God. You, yeah, you don't want to. If you stat it, there, there's an old there's an old word uh, there's an old uh, gaming convention. If you stat it, it can players will try to kill players it. Players will kill it, yeah. And players probably can kill it too. Yeah, they'll um, get to where they can. The, the the closest they ever came was with Kane. They uh, they said uh, if you really want some stats for Kane, uh, Kane has as many dots as he feels like in anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including any discipline he happens to make up on the fly. Right. Yeah, Kane can much. be assumed to have 20 dots in anything he sees fit to have dots in. It's been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, fencing. And the oldest scre- and fencing. And discrimina. You know, I studied those things about 400 years ago. You know, I helped invent computers. <laughs> the internet, I invented it. <laughs> so, but, yeah. the, uh... Um, sorry, that, that, that's my own... That's one of my favorite little digressions, is, is they allowed for complete anarchy and, and like... Right. If, if you've got to ten dots, yeah, you, you have the power of plot device thematic with your discipline. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be simultaneously present in every shadow in a, on on the on Earth at the, simultaneously. Yeah, that's actually the numerated tenth dot of power in, in obtenebration. You can see and hear out of all the shadows on Earth. Jeez. Wow. Somewhere Batman just came. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they dropped all of the crazy superpower shit in uh, in Chronicle of the Darkness, which is probably for the best. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can invent your own crazy shit if you really want to go there. Yeah. I don't feel like you really need to draw that out in books, you know, or spell that out or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can you can get as powerful. But the thing is, is the, the trick to it is, is not to get powerful. It's to accomplish things. Yeah. It's to develop a, you know, character. It's to, yeah. you know, to progress the story. It's, you know, it's a philosophy. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, you can... <laughs> it's much, <laughs> much more difficult to play a... Uh, a world darkness game that way, but similar to a game like D and D, where it's like, sure, you can do the Diablo dungeon crawl type thing and just mm-hmm. try to be. Like, I want my numbers to be larger, yeah. and I'm more powerful. Or you can just focus on the you know the role playing, the character progression and stuff. And mm-hmm. there's that balance in between. But uh, the just like the name storyteller implies, or the title, um, it's much more uh, role playing focused. Um, and, Some of the uh, best sessions we've had of of Hunter, in my opinion. Are sessions where we sat around a table and talked for four hours without rolling any dice. And a perfect yeah. example of that is uh, the the Ashwood Abbey party. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I feel there was like that there was, was there was uh, there was a couple dice rolls for incidental. Yeah, did I pull this this right. thing off? Just yeah. cursory things, no actual yeah. combat or anything. But I won't get too specific there. But just suffice we it recorded to say, it. yes. <laughs> teaser there, um, but suffice it to say that, um, well, this is a, a thing that, that you can, that goes across all the game lines. For, st- for strip poker. Uh, <laughs> in a, is, uh, You're welcome, by the way. Yes, thank you. Epic bamboozle. <laughs> there's a, um, there's, there's, there's the whole concept of, like, you know, factions and organizations and balance of power and all that, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, vampire and the like. Um, what I find interesting is um, I, I don't know about classic World Darkness and how Hunter handles it, but in Hunter the Vigil, you have a lot of that kind of stuff too with 
compacts and conspiracies, which are the you know various scales of hunting organizations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it can be as, as Original local. Hunter was very different. As local, or, local or global as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. You can have just a few people that know about the supernatural. They're desperately banded together. Or you could be working for the Men in Black. Or you can be part of the Grand Global Inquisition. Yeah. Or something like that. Or yeah, essentially Men in Black. You know, yeah. the Men in Supernatural <laughs> edition. Well, the the yeah. Men in Black. Well. There's Task a couple Force different Valkyrie. men's in Luke's black. You've got the Task Force yeah, Valkyrie. That's true. And you've got the Chiron Group. Yeah, Chiron Group. Uh, which is the military men in black and the corporate men in black. Right. Yeah. And it's like they're constantly having a um, a contest as to which one is shadier. Yeah. Which one is more ambiguous. Yes. Because it's like ostensibly, yes, they're hunting monsters, which is good. But why and how and what are they really after and who's really worse yeah, it depends on which monster and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we have, and in, in our game, one of the beauties of this is that we have kind of developed, we started off as part of a um, compact. compact. And we've created our own. We've created our own, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's... So it's kind of like, and that's, by the way, one of the things that address the book, is, is the yeah. tiers. You can climb the tiers or descend the tiers. And the game initially, for a short time, was tier one, where it was just, you're just a cell, you're just a cell of hunters, a small group, and then you became, in, in tier two, which is the compact, so, okay, you're part of the union now, official members, blah, 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 and then you're kind of back to tier one, because you're like, well, we're going to kind of do our own thing now, we still have our connections, but it's mm-hmm. more about what you specifically want to do as a group, as opposed to just... I still have two options in the status of the union. Uh. <laughs> which is always useful. <laughs> Yeah. You want to know people. You yep. want to be able to call in favors and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting, you know, finding your place in the world. And I gotta see about buying dots and status other conspiracies since there are other compacts since I've been, uh, or or just in the merit compa- uh, contacts for that matter. Because Ashwood Abbey. Be- well, yeah. Because I've been. <laughs> oh, you got the one? Well, She's because on the guest list. Yeah. Well, not not because just because I'm on the guest list, but because I've been mob docking for everyone. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that just that, that gave me avenues I could roll down for my character. Sorry. Yeah, no. No, no one we, wants to hear about that since they haven't listened to our actual play podcast because we don't make twenty dollars on Patreon a month yet, <laughs> so that I can pay my bills. But um, I'm not better. <laughs> You're better. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's interesting in that we've. Thing is, is even though we've created our own our own compact, um, you know, we're not that much more powerful. We're still where we were. Yeah. But we are that much more powerful because none of us have remained wholly human. Except we are rather frightfully powerful for a, for a, a group of single cell of hunters. Yeah. But that's bad. that's Mike's fault. Yeah, I take full responsibility. <laughs> it just means I have to turn up the heat more. Yep, that just up. means that we have to start fighting things that can bump back. Indeed. <laughs> we are the things that bump back. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle, really. Yeah, yeah. But I, that's that's the thing that I liked about it too is that we've we've created. I mean, when we first started, our characters were so scared that we were deliberately bantering just to keep our our wits about us. Now we do it more as a reflex. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, Ian's still scared. <laughs> Well, we're still scared. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just become you know. It's like how Duncan many... very badly wishes he could become drunk, even though he hates being drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But he can't. But that's one of the reasons he drinks like a fiend. Yeah, and that's some of the stuff. That I'm pretty sure he peed his pants uh, talking back to Justin the way he did. <laughs> well, Justin's an asshole you, and, and deserves everything he gets. Right? I'll back your play. <laughs> well, yeah, and believe me, God was going, uh, I'm going to hate having to do when he, when he drew down and laid the Glock on the table in front of Justin and said, Be nice! <laughs> in my house! <laughs> you know, it was like. Okay, this could go really sideways really and, quick. And and I had my hand on my on my revolver, which is loaded with silver bullets. Yeah, that's which a, would be a massive sin for me to have used. But uh, yeah, well, yeah. fuck it. It's another common theme of the various game lines is the concept of territory and fighting over it, or at least having heated words about it. Yeah. And uh, in yeah. vampire specifically, there's the whole Elysium thing. Yep. Uh, Elysium is, Elysium, is yeah. Is Elysium. It, well, it's based off the Elysian fields, right, uh, the heaven of Greek myth. Yeah, right. Um, which you got into by knowing the right people, um, because well, that's very apt, isn't it? Because yeah. in Elysium, you get in by knowing the right people. Yeah, and, Ele- <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> everyone's ostensibly invited. Yeah, in Elysium, you are uh, you are forbidden from taking outright hostile action, um, and often even having any kind of weapon yeah. on. You. Because to do so would be an affront to the host. And it's specifically so, a vampire gathering. Yeah, correct. right. Yeah. So any action you take, even against a guest, is considered as being taken against the host. It's the right. old rule, old world rules of hospitality. Yep. It's almost like Jim Butcher played a lot of World of Darkness when he wrote uh, The Dresden Files. Right. Oh, wait, he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> another interesting thing about World of Darkness is the vampire masquerade kicked it off. That was like 1990. It's 2017 uh-huh. now. Yep. Been 27 friggin' years. Mm-hmm. So now we've had an entire generation that has been heavily influenced by that. If yep. they played it, read it, etc. There is a whole lot of media that is out there. That that, that actually generates a really good uh, pseudo segue here. So thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Uh, there's a whole lot of media out there that is, at the very least, loosely based off World of Darkness. We mentioned Supernatural. Which I, I I don't know whether the right whether the writers have officially denied it or, or or acknowledged it, but really feels like a game of hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's the underworld movies, yeah, which got sued by White Wolf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they well, well White Wolf lost their yes, suit, but it's still notable. It's still very much when when I remember watching it because I was at that point I was aware of World of Darkness. It's like this is a this is this is a vampires and werewolves. From World of Darkness, so it was fighting. <laughs> so what's funny is that the guy who wrote uh, the story for the first Underworld mm-hmm. had heard of like Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf, but, had, but apparently never read had, any of it. Had no knowledge of the games. He'd like heard of the games, but and yeah. that was it. Yeah. But he very much caught, uh, aped it without realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he aped some of the some of the basic concepts, mm-hmm. with, you know. Yeah. But then again, Blade. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Blade actually took it and it took it in well, very much the same. Blade direction. uses the Camarilla pretty effectively. Camarilla well, remember, Blade predates. Right. Yeah. <laughs> vampire. Right. So yeah, they could go. The guy who was Underworld, a freaking genius though. He had a degree in uh, like genetics or something. Mm-hmm. When he wrote that movie. It's the guy who played one of the lichens, the big black lichen with the right. with the voice that sounds like he's been. Chugging gravel. Yeah, yeah, the booming voice. Yeah, yeah the one that sounds like uh, Michael uh, Clark Duncan. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh, man. Yeah. Now, bear in mind, this is not the only game that's ever approached, um, you know, that's it's uh, approached horror. 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 Um, Bureau, Bureau 13. Horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, a small but cult followed game. Uh, actually, um, got to, uh, for in the last few years of his life, I was friends with Nick Pilata, uh, who helped, who wrote that. Name dropper. <laughs> Uh, he actually sent me a copy of one of their uh, one of their early books. It was really kind of cool. Uh, there was a TV series. Um, is it uh, Precinct Two, based in Chicago, that actually got got uh, sued because of its you know its proximity to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nothing, very few have had the it's widespread. It's funny how two people who have never met before oh my. had experience with the same things can have the same idea mm-hmm. yeah for that matter um, so Vampire the Masquerade was the first was the first uh, Watt book right right came out in 1990 I believe so so um, Call of Cthulhu predates it by nine years uh, the, yeah. the role playing game not the book the right. story because the story was written in what right. the 30s the 20s, something like that because Call of Cthulhu was came out uh, first edition of, of uh, Call of Cthulhu came out in 81 uh, the RPG which um, explains which which further explains why it runs on D percent um <laughs> Like, so hey, many old games run on deeper sense. It's like, hey guys, yeah. is I World of Darkness just too bright and cheery for you? Try Call of Thula today. Yeah. I used, I used to run, um, it wasn't Rifts, it was um, Heroes Unlimited. It was another Palladium system. That game. Careful, Palladium may show up and tell us not to mention them. There's a couple other, uh, a couple other uh, old uh, uh, horror systems that are based off of Call of Cthulhu. Um, that are also worth mentioning if we're just sort of now name dropping other things for the last ten minutes of the of the episode. <laughs> um, that is Gumshoe, um, which is Call of Cthulhu without the supernatural horror elements, except it also really works well for. Uh, there's there's a version of Call of Cthulhu called Trail of Cthulhu, which works re- which is uh, based off of the Gumshoe system, <laughs> and there's another system called Delta Green. Uh, which I think also might actually be based off of Gumshoe. Uh, Delta Green... Um, Delta Green is the Men in Black. Um, <laughs> specifically for... Um, Cthulhu. Yeah, specifically for, uh, for, for Cthulhu Systems. Um, and it's apparently actually a... a it is a Call of Cthulhu offshoot. Right. Um, another uh, another Palladium uh, tabletop game beyond the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Which example. one of their writers uh, actually lives here in Springfield? Hmm. Small world. For Palladium? Yeah. Cool. Um, a friend of mine uh, actually played with him before. Um, is uh, He actually um, met them and went to, would go to Gen Con, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to hang out with the Palladium crew, and because he loved Beyond the Supernatural, ended up getting uh, you know getting the contract to write for Palladium for the game system. Very nice. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's probably one of the bigger writers for on there. What are some of the names on there? 
I'm not looking at any names on anything. Yeah, Michael List. Oh, I don't know. I don't have a, a list handy. I was just uh, looking up because I remembered the, the system in general. It's <laughs> another uh, example of uh, tabletop horror games. Horror. 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 So the only other horror-based tabletop I've done is All Flesh Must Be Eaten. The zombie survival game. Well, horror is really uh, horror. Um, it's a very good... It's very ripe for role-playing because it... Re- it it reveals aspects of yourself that are very telling. Like, you ever want to find out just how dark and depraved a person can get? Play Vampire the Masquerade with them. <laughs> um, at least, it's very possible to find out just how bad a human being they can be. Yeah. Uh, when they decide to start playing monsters. Um, uh, which is illuminating. Also, you can find out just how bad a human being you are by determ- by realizing how far you're willing to go in your vampire game before you have to stay- stop, take a- stop and take a look back and say, oh my god, I really just had my character do that? The safe word is chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, did I did I seriously just murder a mother and father in front of their child and then turn the child into a vampire? Well, that's child. Because I felt like it. <laughs> it's nasty. It's evil. Um, you might do that in World of Darkness. To be fair, that's a Tuesday. <laughs> with Bison and to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to be fair, though, there there is still also the you know some of the more traditional or common aspects of like, okay, well everything is grim, dark, and terrible. Mm-hmm. Thus, you rise to the yeah, occasion and actually do heroic yeah. stuff. You, yeah. There, there, there. The the exact opposite is very much also. And true. of course, that's the whole the the tension, if you will, in vampire is balancing. Uh, humanity, dwindling humanity and your monstrous nature. Yep. Which the whole grimdark ass idea is that eventually you will fail and fail spectacularly. Yeah. But until that time, let's see how long we can, you know, thread that needle or whatever. Yep. You're um, trying very hard to maintain your humanity. That's uh, Hunter, um, you know, Hunter the Vigil, the metaphor they use is candles, you know, the, the holding vigil of the light and all that. Um, so, you know, it is <coughs> bits of light in the darkness and everything. So as grim dark as it is, it does have, you know, it has a sub theme yeah. of hope and everything. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like, again, to use the supernatural analogy of the show, Supernatural, uh, is that, you know, hunting, it, you know, it's a career, it ends bloody. Yep. Uh, for everyone, no matter what. Yep. There's no easy out. There's no such thing as retirement. Exactly. Although at the same time, um, you find a hunter who's in his 70s, you respect the hell out of that guy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you want to pick his brain. Well, you want to pick his brain, you also don't want to fucking piss him off. Right. Indeed. Yeah, never underestimate underestimate an old man in a profession where many die young. Yes, it's it's the old... uh, Cohen the Barbarian from uh, from Discworld. Yeah. <laughs> you, yep. When m- most barbarians die in their 30s, and this one is 65, mm-hmm. um, yep. dear goodness. <laughs> the best so here's a wide question. Yep. 
when I played, uh, when I did the Vampire LARP, every week that we got together, it was always Elysium, and that's how they explained all these different uh-huh. people from different clans getting together. If you're running Vampire, other than doing Elysium every week, which means there can be no conflict, how do you explain people from varying clans who might not actually get along actually being together every week? Well, it's essentially the Machiavellian idea of, I don't like you, but I need you. Yeah. It's, it's you know... Giving them very a common goal. Yeah, very yeah. frequently, um, it's because the prince said, hey, you three, I need you to do a thing. Right, that too. Yeah. That's one of the most common initial adventure hooks for World of Darkness is, you four, you're my subjects, I need you to do a thing for me. Yeah, you're, and you you're do disposable. Thing for me. If you die, yeah. we don't really care. And so, if you don't, whatever. and if you elect, you do, <laughs> and, and if you do not wish to do this thing for me, I understand entirely, there's the electric chair, sit in it. <laughs> yep. Final I understand death. entirely, I understand entirely, I'll sharpen the axe. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and oftentimes, that's another uh, segue there, is the whole concept of, hey, your existence wasn't even sanctioned. So I'm going to be generous and not just kill you for existing, mm. but you have to do this thing or a series of things for me. Yep. Which is essentially the premise for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Which was a very good computer game. Which is awesome. And that was a few years after Redemption. It feels like it was an eon apart because... the <laughs> The change it was, it was like one of the last games made by Black Isle, wasn't it? Uh, Troika. Troika. Troika games. Why am I thinking they were the Black Isle was involved? I don't know. But that was two thousand four. Redemption was two thousand, I believe, or late ninety. And what did they do to the clans? It's like it's not Malkavian anymore. It's so well else. now. It's it, now instead of clans, it's covenants. Well, that's kind of different. It's, like, it's, it's it was a blood, it became a bloodline. So, um, quick rundown here on the on the main difference on that with classic world darkness and uh, chronicles of darkness, they simplified the clan thing a lot. Where before you had like thirteen different clans, now there's just five. But then there's also additional bloodlines within those <coughs> clans, which are like you know offshoots. Uh, and so you still have most of them represented in some way, shape, or form. Like for example. Um, the Bruja are no longer their own clan, but they are a um, they're a bloodline of the uh, Gangrel clan, which makes sense because Gangrel also bestial and like physical and stuff. Which um, is weird though because we Gangrel and Bruja used to not get along. Yeah, well, a lot of most clans don't get along in general, but <laughs> <laughs> but now they're the same clan technically. Yeah, just in a, in a matter bloodline of bloodline yeah. of the clan. So yeah, they simplified that. Um, so bit. what is Ma- is Malkavian still? Malkovian. It's Malkovian. Now, and it's a now. bloodline of the trim or Why? the Ventru. Why change a letter? <laughs> I don't know. Because they're because Ventru. Yeah, they're it, because Ventru because one. it makes fanboys' uh, heads, uh, blood vessels pop in their eyes. <laughs> Which ones were the Ventru? They're the blue bloods. But, yeah, the blue blood leader types. Which it kind of makes sense that you'd have a Malkavian. I'm gonna call them that because yeah, so fuck whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but it makes sense that you'd have Malkavians in the semi-nobility bloodline because no- nobility you get a lot of crazy incestuous stuff. Yeah, you get that a lot of, of, of incest. Kind of Drusilla from right. Buffy. Yeah, more or less. Was, they're they're the she was kind of Drusilla was was very Malkavianish. They're they're, in, they're inconvenient. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was um, thinking of her before and her after. They kind of sweep them under the rug. They're like, oh hey. 
because of all our inbreeding and craziness, we have this, but don't pay attention to this. We're just going to sweep this under the rug and, you know, in a straight jacket. So we're pretty much at time. Um, any final thoughts, gentlemen? <clears throat> well, first I would say that um, there's just so much here with all the various uh, game lines and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, iterations of it and spinoffs and games and video games and stuff that we can easily have other episodes on it. And I feel like this may be, be worth uh, revisiting. I think Once we just, got the yeah. actual plays on the uh, on the uh, internet, yeah, no, we can we can always explore. I will always beg for money when it seems appropriate. We can always uh, explore specific non-hunter game lines yeah, in more detail. True. There's plenty right. of stuff to be had there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as the World of Darkness, yeah, you know, if your current RPG is too bright and cheerful, and mm-hmm. you know, if you have if if you if you're, if you're burdened by all this hope. <laughs> um, and all this, yeah, that. <laughs> Pardon me. Too much laughter and smiles at your table. Yeah. My new world of darkness. <laughs> and have any here. of our games been full of hope? Yeah. Uh, you Roth's kind of bullshit. <laughs> hey, you guys won. That's not the point. <laughs> and I think Euroth is fairly. Yeah, no. we seem to be pretty much winning so far. Lucky. Yeah, winning does not mean that it's full of hope. Mm. This is true. There are whole stretches where you don't want to be caught out after dark. Yes. <laughs> you know, for fear of having your soul sucked out of your body. <laughs> I lost both my pets in the same turn. That's pretty brutal. This is true. This must have been a different <laughs> game. No, no, this was Belt and uh, and Roach. Oh yeah, Belt and Roach. I remember those. <laughs> Rough, I'll give you. I just caught Belt, too. <laughs> Literally, just caught him. The funny thing is, this has actually been published, so people know what you're talking about if they want to, li- if they want to listen to our backlog. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but, yeah. Um, and yeah, Will of Darkness. It's, it's very much worth checking out. Um, next week, we will do be doing another thing. I'm leaning towards a review of Rocky Horror. Even though Wookie is not introduced, is not interested in that at all. Rocky, I am. So, my podcast. Uh, That's fine. I just, I'm not going to probably won't be here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't tried. know. I I just can't get through it. That's fair. Um, but yeah, that will be next week. In the meantime, this has been Neil, Michael, the one true Ben, and Wookie, and next time on Geek Anthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter R and the number 26. Opening theme is Ultra Omega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. Interstitial this week was Dakota and Fugue in D Minor by Johann Sebastian Bach. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by donating on our website or at Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. Let us go out this evening for pleasure. The night is still young.